the number one Sydney Swans independent fan podcast. Today on the show, we'll be running through our 47-point defeat at the hands of the power and uh, certainly touching on a favourite son that has decided to hang up the boots. My name is Madison Clark. I'm joined in the studio tonight by Brad Fisher. How are you, Brad? I'm good. I'm good. Coming in for the uh, third time. Thank Christ, because no one else is here, mate. So, uh, very, very good stuff. Now, um, the game on the weekend, how did you feel? I thought we were in it, for the most part, in the first half. Just that little step behind. Um, you can tell we're almost there. Almost there. Almost there. And, and look, Port, Port to their credit... Um, I think they're probably they've blooded a lot of kids that like some exciting kids this year, and uh, I think that they showed that they just had that little bit more cream with yeah. their with their young kids, um, but also just you know a, a few a few more twenty eight year olds floating around their club to uh, support them. Well, that's uh, it. Yeah, that's it. I think the the whole point is the the way we're playing footy I don't think is that bad we're taking the game on we're running through the middle there's just a few things letting us down like skill errors and things like that and you'd have to just put that down to a lack of experience yeah disposal efficiency I think was was probably one of the big ones to uh, to have a look at I think we were well below 60% I think they were running at about 75 um, but yeah but look I think it's one of those ones straight out of the middle um, you know, we haven't been good at that for the last few weeks. No. Um, and, yeah, I, I think Longmire even talked about that towards the end of the game. He was asked, uh, you know, what do you want to do in the middle? And he said, uh, well, I think we lost uh, 0 to 20 centre-bounce uh, clearances or taps. Um, and, yeah, they just kept throwing. I think they were throwing. McLean was in there for the start. I think Aaliyah ended up going in there towards the end. I think Reid was in there at times. And I think, you know, Longmire just sounded pretty defeated in terms of the options he had in the rough stops. Well, we, we've discussed control losing before on this show, Brad. I don't know if you've listened in. Controlled losing? Controlled losing. Oh. Uh, it's a better word than the T word, I would have thought. Um, now, 49 to 24 hit outs, 40 to 33 clearances. You're just going to struggle to win 40 games oh, with those numbers. It doesn't matter how good you are reading the uh, reading the opposition's taps. Um, you are you are just not getting the footy. Um, you know their ruck is just yeah. for starters. We're looking at a midfield that's probably a little bit more inexperienced, or we're rolling a bit more inexperienced yep. through there. So um, to ask them to step up to the plate and really it's a big ask, it out when they're not even getting a tap um, going their way. Yeah, yeah. Like from from the get go, they just know we're not getting taps here. Correct. And so they're not even, even when we likely win the one or two here or there, um, you know, it's, it, we're not getting it. So, yeah. When when will Shannon Noel get a go, mate? Well, uh, he, I, I believe he had a, a truckload of ranking points. Thank you, Champion Data, for that one. <laughs> Um, on the weekend in the NEFL, but uh, as we know, NEFL form doesn't necessarily form, yes. uh, come into AFL yes. form. A la James Rose, yes, the uh, NEFL, and uh, I think uh, Lewis Melkin was in the best. I think he was named the best um, from the game of the weekend, but uh, I don't think they were necessarily up to uh, playing much competition. And and I think, look, I think Noel's having a crack, and I think they're not willing to. I think by this stage they're not willing to give him a role um, in the in the senior side at the risk of 
downing his confidence yeah. um, and just throwing him to the wolves. He'll start afresh next year. You, oh, oh, you would think so. Yeah, yeah. But And look, I think it's a good opportunity to give McLean a few games. Um, I think he's been good. I've actually really liked him. Yeah, he's been, he's been pretty good. He competes. And yeah, that's all you can really ask for for a guy who's played. I think he had, I think he had another like six tackles or something like that. Like, and you can get a ruckman that's doing that, or yeah. even even a key forward that's doing that, which I think his his um, his traditional home for the year has been actually playing as a key forward in, in the Apple. Correct. Um, but yeah, look, potentially it's actually there's an argument for playing Sam Reid permanently in the ruck for the rest of the year. Well, so I'd like him to do something, forward. Fisher. I'd like him to do something. Yeah. I, I think you did touch on it the last two weeks in a row. I think for eight hundred thousand dollars a year, fair think Unless uh, St Kilda wants uh, another, another contract, yeah, jeez. Um, but you know, hey, yeah, stranger things have happened. So, um, but yeah, I think there definitely is the the turn to try and blood some kids without damaging confidence. So I think Noel's definitely in that bracket. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Heaney was great. Played uh, forward. Yeah, he played forward. Which... Is, it, is there an argument there that I was thinking about this, and I, and I did think him at, uh, when I was thinking of this, was Ryan O'Keefe. Yes. The number five. Like, it, it is... It, it's remarkable how alike the two of these players are. <laughs> um Hopefully Heaney can win a Norm Smith. They're probably a bit as uh, about as quick as each other as well. Yeah, to be honest. Um, hopefully they're like a little bit more around the club. Um, <laughs> but the yeah, the likeness in terms of their their career, in terms of playing that that half forward flank up the ground, there, there's a point where it'll crack. But but he's so valuable up forward. Is it a case with this new six 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 system that? He, he just won't end up leaving and going into the midfield as a permanent... Well, there's a case for it, but I just think it's a, a waste of Talent. inherent skill. Yeah. Um, you're dealing with somebody who, for mine, since 2015, when he was injected into the team, he has been in the top 10 players in the AFL. Absolutely. And... I'm not saying he's wasted up forward because he's so useful up forward. Yeah, his set shots could do with a little bit of sort of tinkering, I guess, uh, fish. But when you see him go berserk in the midfield and he gets sort of 32, 33, he's so damaging and I think to, to waste that. See, the, the issue is there wouldn't be a requirement for him up forward if Sam Reid was doing his job and if Buddy was there and if, say, you're... you're your Ben Ronk or your Haywood yeah. as well. There's that that negates the need to put Haney up forward. You'll notice they only really put him up forward when we start to sort of get behind and you'll bob up with three. Well, yeah, on the weekend we only have five goal kickers. Yeah. So and you look at you look comparatively across the port. And yeah, look, they had a few that kicked um, kicked a couple, but yeah, I think we had Menzel, Haney, Ronk, Papley, and that's it. Like, yeah. You need more goal kickers across the board. Correct. Um, unless, you know, Heaney's going to come out and kick seven, which I just don't think so. But he's the backup plan. Yeah. He's the backup plan yeah. up forward, and it's it's a waste of talent. Um, I've been saying it all year. But you can't deny how good he is up forward as well. So I, I understand the, the issue and the, uh, the problem that they're faced with from a sort of selection perspective to go, well, yeah. We'd love to have him in the midfield, but when nobody else is kicking a goal, why would we? Uh, why would we not send him on down? But it's actually a case of looking at if you look at him, Dawson, Reed, 
when they're flying at their best. They're the best. They're the best person to outlet to from our. We do play a bit of a back half game. They are the perfect outlet for that slingshot play because um, they're great marks overhead. And even if they do get rid of it, they're quick to get back on yeah. their feet. Um, you know, Reed's been great at that for years when he's flying. I don't think he's got the confidence with that at the moment at all. All, all four games. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, there's probably an argument around if you are going to play Heaney in the middle. It's probably on the wing. It's probably actually not in the guts um, with with guys like Kennedy, Hewitt, Parker, Jones, Papley rolling through the... Yeah, because he's still field. a ball. That's the thing. He's not an outside mid by, by any stretch. He's not yeah. quick enough. So he will... The, the way I sort of see that, and same with Mills, when he, yeah. if yeah. and when he eventually goes in there. Again, we're not looking at another outside mid. We're looking at an inside mid. So... They're going to take the places of, you know, Kennedy when, when he moves on. I love Hewitt in there as well. I, I don't know. I just think in terms of the output and in terms of being a competitive football side and when we start to be able to get hit outs and therefore we get clearances, I, I kind of want Heaney in there. He'll look a lot better when we've got... Absolutely. In there. Yeah. Um, who else did you like? Fish? Uh, Ollie Florent. He was... Strength he, to strength. Oh, he's just ripping... Um, I think he he's just been bubbling below the surface while everyone else gets the uh, gets the the plaudits. Um, but I think he's he's really uh, coming into his own. Uh, he's definitely what I would describe as an outside footballer. But um, he definitely he's just got silk. He's quick. He had twenty nine. Yep, yep. He's just moving. Just he looks slow when he's moving around, but like times just like yep. stopped for him. That Pendlebury oh, sort of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Um, yeah, it was it was hard to find like real like massive. St- uh, Jordan Dawson, I think for for mine is 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 a great option for us um, across. Um, Where would you play him? Where would you have him play? Look, I think if he, it's hard because I think. His best his best football is played between the fifties. Yep. So, but but I I don't necessarily dumping left boot. He's 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 our best kick in the team. Mm. Um, and 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 there's daylight between him and the next person. Um, so I think there's an argument to say, well, he's quite creative. He's good overhead. He's tough. He's tough. Like, do you play him off a half back flank? Which I think he's 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 been playing a little bit of footy off there. Yeah. Um. But at the same token, you've got someone, you've got someone in Lloyd, you've got someone in Mills who you want them having the football as well, and you don't necessarily want them locking down on a on a forward. So and then you bring Dawson uh, Dawson in again, like that's three, now you've got three defenders who are you okay. all telling, hey, you don't need to you don't need to mind your man, you, you know, get the footy first. Maybe it's a little bit too much. Um, yeah. So potentially, look if if he if his engine can can improve and keep growing, like it's, it's certainly better this year than it was last year. But if he can keep growing that engine um, and, and rack up some of the kilometres, uh, Ollie Florent had had like fourteen and a half kilometres for the day was was the number one. That's what if you want. Can, if he can get up to that, which look, he's got time, he's got time to get there. Um, then yeah, definitely I would play him on the wing. Um, we're a bit, we're a bit, um, and I don't want to get too ahead of ourselves here, Fitch, but I actually think we're a bit sport for choice going into next year because I think we have a lot of great young talent who are quite versatile. 
in where they can play. And, and we've got a pretty solid back line. Granted, we're, we're losing a few of, you know, the old firm, the, the generals down back, the ones that, you know, have been doing it for sort of 10, 15 years. But we've got guys that immediately slip into those roles. But, but I, think, I think we're missing... We've got some real talent, but we're actually just missing role players. Correct. We're missing... Like, but that's why it needs to be sorted out now. Yeah, I'm looking at guys like the, the, the few guys that they've played um, that are just bringing up, and they've been bringing them up for the last few years. Fox, McInerney, um, they're not... And, and they're the ones that are playing up the game. Like, I don't I don't mind rotating in Menzel, Rose, and, and, and Ronk, and... and you know, just trying to find form in your forward line. But when we're talking up the ground and in, in the defensive 50, we really need to find another Nick Smith and find them fucking, yep. fucking quick. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, uh, like, there's not going to be another Nick Smith, but we really need to find one quick because we need some role players. Because otherwise, Mills is going to turn into a lockdown defender. Well, that, that's God, the that thing. Is, that's depressing. That's the thing. No, do you know what? I'm, I'm not as bullish about Mills being a key defender. As everyone else, I think he's actually he's very slow. Yeah, he's yeah, very yeah, yeah. very, very yeah. slow. Yeah. Um, I don't mind him as a. I would prefer Rampy as the third, Josh Gibson type. Yeah. Role. Intercept. I think he likes playing that role yeah. better. A little bit more freedom. Yeah, a bit more freedom, but also he still needs someone that gives him a role. He yeah. can't have someone that's running up and and doing whatever. He needs to find someone that is that is playing that. Um, inside 50, um, third tall forward. Um, but he can also play small. But then you've got Mills who can actually just skulk around and then his his disposals end up going to Lloyd. Lloyd's disposals go to Dawson. Dawson's disposals go to Heaney. And next thing you know, you're inside 50. Like, like you, you want to be hitting the right ball users. Um, so I, I agree. Mills is probably... Like, if Mills is not in our top 10 players, then I think that's actually a good thing. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think he's lacked confidence a lot this this year, which has sort of kept him in his comfort zone of, of playing down back. But uh, he's coming good, and he's going to be fantastic. He's still a great, yeah, he's, he's a great yeah, decision maker, mate, mate. He's a fantastic decision maker. I, yeah. I feel very, very comfortable with the balls in his hands. Yes, yeah. um, Robbie Fox, you mentioned, is somebody who really grinds Debs's ears. Um, Ten disposals, three contested. When it's seventy percent. You bring up a good point. There's they're struggling to sort of find a role for him. I, I really liked him. There's been some key uh, things that he's done. You you hark back to the Geelong game last year. You know there's there's been key moments where he stood up. Hasn't really found the consistency that he probably required to to keep a spot. Where do you see his future? Look, I think there, there's there's those types of players where I think they're going to come in and they're probably only going to play about 65% of time. Yeah. Um, and you really need to make an impact for that 65% of time. Um, they've been on the list for a while. It's it's one of those ones where there's probably just nothing. Like, he, he's not outstanding. Like, there's nothing really outstanding about him. Like, he's not, he's not playing a really good role where you bring him in and you go, right, I know that this guy, which, look, I think Ryan Clark is probably in that position where he, he has the engine, he has the skills, he makes a few shitty decisions here and there. So he's not in your top, you know, I think he's, he's the, not in your top sort of 16 <laughs> players, but, but they're in that rotational piece for those last few spots. But you can give him a role and he plays di- it. The difference is... Fox, yeah, Fox yeah. is just, 
Fox is coming in and you're telling him, okay, we need you to play as the fifth or sixth forward. We need you to, you know, do pressure and and chase the footy when it gets there. I think I think we've figured out with Clark that we can. He he has a role, and that is a tagger. And I think he's played that role really, really well this year. And I think you know he's only young. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. got he's got time to develop. Yeah. And he's you're right. He's got a tank. Sure, his skills aren't great. Neither were Brett Kirk's. You're not comparing him to Brett Kirk, but I'm just saying like, there are roles for these people. Yeah. Um, and I think Ryan Clark will fit into that. Another one, I think, who has suffered from not really being given a role, and it was very evident on the weekend as well, is Tom McCartan. Because yeah. I think where he's played is... Yeah, it's too inconsistent for him. And I think he could really benefit from just going, okay, you're going to be up forward. For the rest of the season, I, I think he needs to be. I, yeah. I don't. I don't look. I think there's a there's an element of education and development in playing as a backman on some of the best forwards. Fair enough, um, but oh, you've got. I know that we're paying Sam Reid a shitload of money to kick goals, but for fuck's sake, put him at centre half back. I'd like, rather him be the yeah. man. Like yeah, he's 100%. he's actually he's actually really he's really good when he goes down defence. Yeah, sure. Well, he's, he's great overhead. He's right? playing it. He's, plays it, he's yeah, great he's overhead. A great mark, and and he he's not slow, um, and he's he's fairly like he's a lot of he's a lot of limbs. Yeah, like his arms are going everywhere. So uh, he's but, got a bit of Madison Clark about him, Fish. I would have thought. <laughs> um, but he's oh, yeah, I, I don't understand. Swapping McCartan from end to end to end to end to end to end because there's a point where I think his confidence drops, and I think he played really well last year when it was like you are our centre half forward. Yeah, we need you to compete, bring the ball to ground because the reality that. is halving contests. Yeah, just keep halving contests. Yeah. Whereas playing as a defender, he's trying to halve a contest, and fifty percent of the time he's not halving it because he's he's playing against someone who's who's just a bit bigger, a bit stronger, a bit older than him. It's really simple human nature, I think, that, you know, if you want to learn something, if you want to get good at something, you, you do it over and over again. Repetition is key. So I just, uh, I think some people are really good at, you know, being flexible. malleable and flexible yeah. Yeah. And, and fitting into a role just, yes, coach, I'll do it, you know. Um, I think Tom McCartan could, could really do with just repetition in one role and, you know, be, be a specialist at that. I don't think he's going to be the sort of player that you can just chuck him in there. But spot on about Sam Reedfish. Now, we didn't do any votes uh, because Luke Parker has won the True Bloods Player of the Year. He wasn't, he wasn't, he wasn't too fantastic on the weekend. No, he wasn't. And so lucky he's got it all he's wrapped up. He's allowed to have a rest. He's allowed to you know, he is. put the feet up, you know, go for a surf. He does have wide shoulders like uh, JPK and does tend to carry us occasionally. So um, that's all good. But look, again, I'm going to say it again. The future looks bright. And there's, there's a so lot of good ask. things there. Um, you know, so I think uh, I think we'll take a break, and uh, we'll touch on a favourite son who has just retired. We'll be back. You're listening to True Bloods, the number one independent Sydney Swans fan podcast.
Welcome back to True Bloods. Now, Faithful, I apologise for the fact that our first segment sounded like we were recording this podcast in a North Richmond public toilet. Uh, apologies to anyone living in North Richmond. Uh, or a public toilet. Yeah, we absolutely buckled that. So uh, now I think you've got us, which is good. Uh, because this segment is arguably more important than the first. In it's fact, a, I would it's say... It's a bit touchy-feely. It is touchy-feely. I was a bit uh, a bit upset when that uh, news came through, Fish. Uh, Nick Smith, the perennial defender. The ultimate role player. Absolutely retired. Yep. What do you think? How did you feel? Did you have a tear? Oh, it was one of those like sinking feelings in your stomach where you were just like, I'm never going to see Nick Smith play another game of football. Yeah. Um, not that he's the one that you would notice on the field, but he... That's his job, right? I'll like, tell you what, Fish. You didn't notice him, but you didn't notice the person he was oh, playing on as well. Absolutely. And that's his role. Absolutely. And he played it every single week. Every week. And I think, look, my greatest Nick Smith memory is when he kept a certain enigmatic forward to four touches and zero goals in a grand final. Um, that being Cyril Rioli in the 2012 Grand Final. Huge. That was like uh, the amount of times that you've heard Cyril Rioli only needs five touches to, to change a game. Well, well, he, he had didn't four get, and he didn't do anything. <laughs> he did nothing. Um, massive, massive role. The, the 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 roles that he's played on on some of the greatest small forwards that we've ever seen to play the game. Um, you know, it's it's hard to think of of other small defenders that really that really have made a name for themselves doing everything right and, and making some of their – just putting a blanket over over some of these other players. When were you ever, oh, Jesus, Nick. Never. Oh, why did you do that, Nick? Never. 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 God, I had some – like my, my old whipping boy used to be Dean Towers. Yep. And there were so many moments where it was like, what are you doing? It, it just never happened with – with Smooch. Yep. Never. Yep. Consistency. Just ever reliable. And and that's, I think, I think we've definitely missed that this year. Yep. Um, I think he's, he's had a few injuries last year as well, where um, kept him out of the, out of the side. And I think the bond of that back six um, was certainly, I, I think um, the reason we made the uh, 2016 grand final. Correct. Um, but yeah, like, He'll be he'll be massively missed. I am hearing though that he's going to be staying around the club. That, You'd that, hope so. That there's an offer around uh, um, coaching and development, which is great. Um, I think keeping two outstanding clubmen in uh, McVeigh and, and and Nick Smith around uh, around the club. It um, does leave a big hole though on the field, doesn't it? It does. And it's yep. been you, you're right. I mean, you know, again, our back six underrated. As as we all know, but I think in the in the AFL community, in terms of the players, I think they would be heavily lauded for their ability to soak up and and remain cool under pressure. Yep. Um, and he was the textbook definition of that. Well, I think when the coaches uh, sit in their their match committee and they're looking at okay, so who of our two big boys are we going to send? you know, in priority to the, the opposition's big boys. Um, and then they never n- actually had to think who they were going to send certain targets to. Yep. It was, okay, we're playing Adelaide. 
right, Smith, you've got Eddie Betts. Yep. Um, okay, we're playing Fremantle. Um, you've got Ballantyne. Yep. Um, okay, we're playing Hawthorne. You know who you've got. Um, it 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 was never a question. Like you just he just showed up every week and played a role. On don't think he ever got dropped either. No, no. That's a pretty phenomenal feat, I'd say. Yep, yep. He was a gun. He was an absolute gun. Uh, but he well, he was a 2014 All Australian. He was. That's not bad at all. He was two time uh, two time. Uh, Australian rules player as well. Uh, yes, and he was. obviously uh, with the 2012 Premiership as well. So, yeah, look, I think we talked about it before um, around role players. Um, I don't suspect we're going to see another Nick Smith for a, for a while. Um, it'll be actually interesting to see whether there's... Uh, I can't think of anyone really around the league that was such a blanket on small forwards. Correct. That, that's still in the league at the moment. Yeah. yeah I, there's just no one that I'm, that springs to mind. Um, maybe I'm not thinking hard enough, but I'd like to think that, yeah, there's just, there's there's no, there's only one Nick Smith. A little bit of a comment from John Longmire. From the moment Nick arrived at the Sydney Swans, we knew he, had a, he was a special person. Nick was a master of the small defender role. Well, that's absolutely correct. Yeah, so he's the ones he played against. Ironically, he was playing in the forward line for the first <laughs> couple of games, but yep. Um, Steve Johnson, yep. Eddie Betts, Toby Green, Robbie Gray, Stephen Milne, Luke Bruce, Mark LeCrae, all did numbers on them. And, uh, of course, Cyril Rioli, who he we went to school with. Yeah. Scotch. Uh, very good. Very good stuff. So, yeah, he will be terribly missed. Um, do you think there'll be any... More retirements this year? Look, I want to say this in the nicest way possible. Oh, boy. I hope so. Um, I think I think Kieran Jack is is done. Yeah, that's, um, I that's think the that's next the, one. I think that's the only obvious one um, that sits there. Um, I, I don't think any anyone else is, is really at that point. Um, there might be – there might be a few that uh, – do a Xavier Richards and retire before they get a chance to uh, be sacked. But um, well, Xavier just thought he just rated himself far too, just far too highly. Yeah, thought thought he would uh, attract a little bit more money. Did you see him in the 2016 Grand Final? Deer in the headlights. Yep, pathetic. Yep, there's no Mitch Morton. No Mitch Morton. No two snaps. Jeez, that was good. We've talked about that a fair few times on this oh, one, actually. Just keep Phenomenal. talking about it. Phenomenal. How could you not keep talking Phenomenal. about it? Phenomenal. Um, but, yeah, you'd say, as much as I love Kieran, he's there's very little he offers when when he steps on the field at the moment, isn't there? Yeah, and look, I think, you know, having, seeing him run around at the knee full level, what's that really achieving? Um, yeah. Like, it... It can't be good for him. He can't. He can't enjoy it. Well, unless he's unless he's there. Like, I don't. I, I don't know what Jack's role next year might be. I, like, I think it's um, McVeigh and Smith is very obvious in terms of their development pathways. I don't necessarily know what the plan is for for Kieran Jack. Um, but look, if he's doing some great things with the younger kids in um, maybe he is. in 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 the Neefold, then um, then that's awesome. Um, but yeah, I think he's. He's he's just lost a little bit of his hop 
Um, and unfortunately, without that, uh, yeah, he's done. I agree. I agree. Well, uh, time will tell. It's hard to know what sort of... <clears throat> pardon me, Fish. Hard to know what sort of uh, goes on behind closed doors. Um, but we'll see. Look, uh, we'll take a break and take a look at our upcoming... I was going to say clash. Highly anticipated clash against Melbourne. Fish, I reckon there'll be 15,000 people there at maximum. Well, I'm topping up. I'm topping up. I'm bringing a few extras, so... Good stuff. We'll need them. We'll be back. You're listening to True Bloods, the number one independent Sydney Swans fan podcast. Welcome back to True Bloods. Sydney versus Melbourne on a Friday night at the MCG. Now, Fish, when they organised this, they would have been thinking that we were probably bubbling around the bottom half of the eight and that Melbourne would be first or second, I reckon. Yep. I reckon that was the hypothesis behind this scheduling. How could the AFL have known that we'd be 17th versus 15th with Melbourne being 17th. Well, I think they could have looked at uh, they could have looked at our team and gone, look, there's a bit of youth there. Um, you know, they they might But they might it's be... understandable though to to know that we're perennial competitors. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Do you expect we expect yeah. to play finals. Yeah, so correct. look, you know, but Melbourne look, they uh, they're a bit disappointing this year, aren't they? I don't know what's gone wrong because the, the only change to their list really is Hogan. Yeah, he barely played. Yeah, like barely got on the park. I mean, granted, it is 50 goals per season they're missing out on, right? But when you don't get on the park, and he hasn't gone on the park a lot for Freo either. Yep. Um, well, their season went down here when he went out as well. Correct. Well, they, they just simply don't have a forward line, but that's another story. Yep. We'll get into that. Um, I, I, it's, it's one of the great mysteries. It's got to be mental. Yeah. And I think, I think they've got a number of players, um, who are struggling with using the football by foot. Um, they, they certainly look like, they they look like ugly swans football where they're overusing the footy. Yeah, they, they really do, but, don't they? But, but they don't have they don't have a really locked down defence that they when when the when they shit themselves and they and they get turned over on that they can go. Yep, look, it's comfortable. It'll it'll hit them. It'll hit the wall. They'll stop and we'll reset and we'll go again. It's it's really quite ugly. And look, I, I they fully just panic, don't they? Oh, it's, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and they've got they've got some really good players who can't use the football, um, and as a result, they're like, "Well, you can't use the football, so we're not going to put the football in your hands, and we're going to play you away from the football." And therefore, they stop getting the football out yep. to their other players. I think. Look, I think they've got some great talent, but um, you know they've they've certainly got a ruckman, which helps. It does um, help. You know, I don't know how start. they're doing so badly. I think if we had a Ruckman, we'd be uh, doing Fine. a lot better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, 
You know? But it's not like their midfield's bad either. No, their their midfield got, is actually you, sexy. You got Clary, Viney, yep, Brayshaw, yep. Well, Jesus, Brayshaw is one of those though who just has terrible disposal by foot. Yep, and they've basically said, "Look, we can't give you the footy because you're doing you're, you're, you're Ryan you're Clark, literally doing shit with it." Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, he's Ryan Clark. Give him a role. Like, yeah. I think he's actually done pretty well when he's been given a role. But look, I yeah, I fully expect Friday night. Friday night at the G. Yeah, Channel Seven to be licking their lips, uh, knowing that there'll be a good fifteen thousand and four people there on uh, on Friday night. Rain, uh, rain install, you say? Rain install. Yeah. So look, it's it's one of those. Um, I was saying, I was saying earlier, of um, bringing a American to his first AFL game ever at the G. He wanted to go to a game, and yeah, picked uh, Sydney versus Melbourne on a rainy Friday night. Uh, it'll it'll certainly be a scrappy affair. I think the team that lays the most tackles wins this game. Um, but yeah, you struggle to see this game actually getting over a hundred points combined. Yes. Um, do it'll be interesting in the ruck because. It'll be a big lesson for Hayden McLean if he's to uh, do battle with Max Gorn. Yep. Yep. Phenomenal. That, that'll that actually serve him quite well. That'll yeah. be good for his experience. Yeah, I look, I think around the ground as well and like yep. understanding mo- ball movement, positioning. Um, Gorn is certainly with Grundy, um, you know, the, the best or the at least top two. Creme. At least Absolutely. top two in the rucking department. Definitely, definitely. Um, I think I think we should win. I, I really don't rate Melbourne highly in any way, shape, or form. I think they've they've shown themselves to be quite mentally weak. Yep. Um, and I think they have a losing culture. Uh, I think we have quite the opposite. I think we we know that on any given day we can come out and win. We've just been without key players and uh, lacking in a bit of experience. But I think we we might actually get the chocolates. I think it. I, I I think this game will actually say a lot more about Melbourne than it will about us. Yep. Um, I think our we will be in the match up until half time. Um, and if Melbourne, I think if Melbourne choose to actually play like Melbourne of last year, then they should put their foot down and absolutely steamroll. But they won't because they're Melbourne of this year. <laughs> And it'll be terrible, and uh, yeah, I think we can expect them to. Um, it'll 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 be. Uh, I think it'll be decided in the last in the last quarter. I don't think it'll be it'll be clear. No, it'll be it'll be a close game, won't it? I think it it really depends on um, on those couple of forwards that we've got that are kicking goals and how many they can actually kick. As we talked about before, there's not really a spread of goal kickers at the moment. So if um, if Paps can get on a couple. Um, and particularly if it's going to be wet weather, we're really relying on the Papleys, the Ronks, um, and and even Heaney just to get his his sticky mitts on the footy um, and kick a couple. Bloody oath. Um, ins and outs. I don't think there were any injuries from the weekend. No. Is there anyone you would particularly like to bring out, Fish? Oh, I think the question is, is who do you bring in? Yeah. Like, really? Um, I thought... Uh, I thought the the young man that we uh, debuted on the weekend didn't uh, didn't show much. No, but I think look I, again. I think he only played like sixty percent of game time. Um, Got to keep him in. Surely, you, you give him another role. Like yeah, who are you who, again? I, I don't know who's coming back off the injury list um, this week. Um, I think it's one of those ones where I don't, I don't necessarily think that it, it matters too much. There's a few swaps that they'll do. I think Menzel probably keeps his spot um, after a little Kick bit of creativity. Two, two three. 
Yeah, two or three. God. Um, but yeah, look, he's he's certainly hungry. Um, I'd hope so. He, I think he wants a new contract. Yeah, correct. Um, so yeah, I think you give him the chance to prove. Uh, you've given Rose a few chances um, to to prove that he doesn't deserve a new contract and could probably go to St Kilda. Um, but Rose isn't playing another game. Not for the Swans. I think someone picks him up. Yeah, someone will pick him up. Yeah, but he's not playing. He's not playing for the rest. Well, he's of the been year. played in the midfield in the Nefal, so like it, which doesn't achieve anything. So, yeah, you can get forty touches in the Nefal and come in and play a forward pocket role, and it's completely different. It's not right, as far as I'm concerned. It's just not the the they don't get developed well enough, or it's it's not. Not for everyone. Some people like you look at James Rose. That, no, that doesn't often happen at. I in think Melbourne. Key, key positions, yeah. key position, because you go like there's enough talent that you actually play in your position. Yeah. So if you're if you're playing if you're at Hawthorne and you go get dropped down to Box Hill, then and you're a half forward for Hawthorne and you get dropped down, you are playing half forward. Correct. Because there's already an established midfield group that. Realistically, are not that bad. Yeah. Um. From uh, and the jump, the drop down is is significant, but you're not going to go and play 100 percent of your game time in the midfield just yeah. because you're a you know you're an AFL listed player. Yeah. You will play maybe a 50 50 split. The challenge with the Nefal is is it, you know we're dropping guys down, and if you're a fringe AFL player, you generally get dropped down into a position where you are a much higher. You are playing. A, a, you are much higher up the cr- correct than the crop. Correct, and which means a, you can go into the midfield and, and yeah. dominate. So, yeah. I don't know. I just think something needs to be done about it. Um, but look, anyhow, who's your tip? Do you reckon? Are, are we winning, Fish? Uh, look, I, I think it's one of those ones where it's line ball. So you know, when it's line ball, I definitely always go with the Swannies. Bloody oath! I I reckon we'll win. I reckon we'll we'll beat them by three or four goals. I don't reckon they're much chop. What we will do though, fish, is we will go around the around the grounds. Uh, so that's uh, that's our Friday night game, Saturday afternoon, Carlton versus St Kilda. Looking this this round is is one that's going to be really hard to tip, just overall. But um, I actually think that Carlton might get this one. Yeah, I do too at the MCG. Yeah, I do. there's just something. I, I think the the hysteria over St Kilda winning very last minute um, last week. I think they've they've played their 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 grand final for Ratten, and I think uh, I think Carlton will will have circled this one along a few weeks out, and yep. I think they'll they'll show up and have a crack. Geez, you know what? I, I agree. By the way, I reckon Carlton will win. Brisbane versus oh, Geelong. This is this is going to be a cracker. Scintillating. Um, I've got Brisbane. At the Gabba, you, you really oh, can't I, go past them. But even, like, Geelong played well last week, but... Geelong have been crap recently. They've been terrible. So I've got Brisbane here. Um, I think this really... This will, this is this, this is, is this the making of them. Yeah, yeah. I think if they can... I, I would actually rather that this game was in... Um, Geelong, and I think that would be a really good test for Brisbane to see where they're actually at. Wholeheartedly um, agree. But I think, yeah, look, they'll have a crack. They'll get their confidence up. They're a, they're a young blokes, and they're a confidence team. They're huge. They could do anything. That's a good thing. When, you get, in, when you get into the finals, anything. and they'll get all a bets are off, and they'll get a second chance as well, which I think is um, pretty exciting. Huge, um, Brizzy for me. Gary Ryan will do nothing. 
Um, where's Gary? <laughs> where, 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 where's Gary? Oh, I was so glad to see him go. You didn't rate him? No. 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 He was sort he, of like Sam Reid. Sort of like was, Sam Reid. He was amazing until you wanted him to play a final. Yeah. Yep. 14 and 16. Nowhere. Nowhere. Not good. Adelaide and Collingwood. The season on the line for Adelaide. Yeah, but to be honest, and and I'm only I'm only picking the I'm only picking them because I I actually don't want to see Adelaide make the finals. I'd rather see Port and the Bulldogs make the finals. So I think Collingwood um, should win this one. Um, and I but I think that's more in Adelaide's t- always tough. Yeah, but I think um, I think Collingwood also need to prove themselves as a as a legitimate finals team despite all their injuries. Um, again, though, it'll be close. Yep. I, I just, I, it's it's hard to hard to split it, but yeah, battle of the battle of the birds there. Bloody oath! Um, I think Adelaide will win. Just yeah. I think Collingwood's injuries are a little bit too yeah, uh, impactful at the moment. Yeah, it's yep. absolutely cooked what's happening to them. I'd look at your conditioning coach and say, probably tell your story, walking son. Oh, it's definitely, and I think it's a case across the league. There's a point where injuries just get to a point where you, yeah, you, you're cooked. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. North and Port. Uh, I've got Port winning this one. Um, yep. I, I think North are um, putting the queue in the rack, so to speak. You'd um, say so, at but, 14th. Yeah, yeah but um, the power have got a bit more to play for. Um, if they if the power do lose this one, which, you know, Shinbone and Spirit can do magical things. Yes. Um, but if the power lose this one, well, they deserve not to play finals. So. Correct. And it's been it's been weird with them. I've, I've never I don't know what to expect, but I'm, it's but it's but it's good though. You send them into finals, and it's like this could be anything. Easy beats, yeah, or or, they or the come opposite, out, yeah. yeah. Um, they've, I've always thought they've had a good team. I rate Hinkley as a coach. They've just haven't been really been good. Able key to, position players, yeah, yep. haven't been able to put it together. Yep, yep. Um, Dockers and Essendon, jeez, this is in Fremantle. Yep. Now ordinarily. And I'll give him a whack because my friend Alan said uh, he's, he's a die-hard die Essendon supporter and he said, you better give us a whack on the pod. So here's the whack. That was absolutely fucking appalling. Um, 21 answered goals. I read there the headline. no excuse. I read the headline and was like 21 – Bulldogs kicked 21 goals straight. And I looked at the score and went, but the Bulldogs only kicked 21 goals. Yep. And I couldn't get my head around it. And so I actually had to watch the, the live mini replay to figure out what the hell happened. Yep. And after the first goal they kicked, I was like, oh, Essendon are, are on here. The, the best thing is actually the number of people that left that game between quarter one and quarter four. Oh, really? Oh, it was amazing. Oh, I reckon the biggest difference, like you would have had maybe 25,000 people at, um, at Marvel. And by the end of the game, I reckon there was about 10. <laughs> Ah, uh, nobody does that like Essendon supporters. Oh, Essendon, uh, yeah, again, don't make finals. That are just, but just usually any other team, right? Any other situation, I would say, okay, you're going to bounce back from that. You, you just have to, right? Yeah. It's at Optus Stadium against yeah. a, a, and you know what they've pretty done. Pretty informed Fremantle, and you know what they've done this week is they've gone to the big fella and said. This is the one that we need you to retire on. Yeah. So Aaron Sandilands yep. retired this week. Um, 
if you haven't seen it, uh, check out Phil Davis's Instagram. He shows his first run in with with Aaron Sanderlands. It's hilarious. Um, but yeah, Fremantle's got to win this one. Essendon, terrible. Yeah, it's not good. It's a wonder. And this talk of Joe Danaher coming to Sydney or having a chat with Tom Harley. Yeah, look, unless we can... I don't swap, want another injured Ford. Yeah, look, unless we can um, get a half-price discount and swap him for Sam Reid, I'm not I'm not interested. Yeah, Thank it's not going to happen. I'm, not, I'm, um, I'm just flat out not interested. Yep. I don't like the, I don't like the way he goes about it. I don't like the, the fact that he can't get on the park. There's just no, nothing about it is appealing or attractive like to me. I don't like his mo. <laughs> Correct. I don't like his Dame hair Rebe either. should tell him. Tell Correct, him yeah. Have, have a look at a real mojo. Jesus. Um, now... There's actually some good games. Oh. There's actually some oh. good games this weekend. Richmond and West Coast. Jeez. Richmond. Just because it's at the G. That's but, my tip as well. But That's West, the only yeah, reason. Yeah, but West Coast can win at the G, as we they saw can. last year. They can. Um, but Jesus, a stat that I read this week was that between the Tigers and the Eagles, they really haven't played anyone in the last 10 weeks. Yep. They really haven't. So this will be real like this will be a real crack for both teams and I think I think they've both had some nice cruisy runs into into each of the into this game and this could be the grand final precursor. Agreed. Yep. Agreed. Um GWS and Western Bulldogs. This will be my upset of the round. Yep. GWS were appalling and do you know what? They they showed how overrated they are last week. Yeah, but no teams, you know, we can't hold it against them. No teams won in the snow before. <laughs> well, Hawthorne and, have now. Yeah, but Hawthorne, you know. But the problem is, I mean, that should have been a close game. It should have been. Yeah. At least. At the very least, yeah, yeah, yeah. it should have been a low-scoring yeah. close game. Whether it's game. snowing or pissing yeah. with rain. Yeah. Hey, let's Same outcome. Yeah, lock it down. Let's just keep it. Yeah, but the Giants, I think, have uh, have won one speed. Which uh, in dry weather football is amazing when they've got all their talent on the park, um, but the dogs are coming. Yeah, they're oh, coming. Oh, their their midfield they've looks sexier talent. than any uh, than pretty much any other team at the moment. You know, you um, look at McRae, you look at Aaron Norton. They've got some great guys. Floating they could around. they can make some noise in finals as well. Yeah, if they make it sure. So look, this is the game where I think they have to win, um, and I think the Giants are right for the picking. So I agree. Yeah, correct. Um, and Hawthorne and Gold Coast, who the hell cares? Not me. Not not this uh, footy pundit right here. Yep. No. Couldn't care less. Hawthorne will probably win. It's a buy, right? Essentially. It's at Marvel too. That's weird. Well, it's probably not worth the G. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. At least the AFL made one correct scheduling choice uh, this weekend. Well, that'll that'll about wrap it up. Sorry about the first segment again, ladies and gentlemen. If you've managed to just wade through that and listen to the rest of the crap we've been speaking today, I thank you. This has been True Bloods, number one Sydney Swans independent fan podcast. Uh, come on, the Swannies for this Friday night against Melbourne. Um, hopefully, we can get the chocolates against that very weak-willed football club. Uh, Fisher, thank you very much for for. Give him uh, Benny and Debs a chop out. Appreciate it. No worries. Anytime. Beautiful. And as always, speaking words of wisdom, up the, the Swannies. swannies.